on the Aggie Sports Network. From Learfield, from Old Chicago, welcome to the Coach Odom Show. Brought to you by Old Chicago, home of the Aggies Coaches Show. SC Needham Jewelers, where Utah gets engaged. America First Credit Union, financial solutions for every need. Larry H. Miller Dealerships, driven by you and by Stokes. Stokes Trucking, doing the right thing since 1979. Now, the Coach Odom Show. Here's the voice of the Aggies, Scott Gerrard. And welcome on in. It's another edition of the Ryan Odom Coaches Show. We are live here at Old Chicago, and uh, we got some basketball to talk about. A busy week and uh, some games being added to the schedule. Uh, of course, Utah State with two this week, San Diego State and Nevada. And uh, we'll talk about the uh, San Jose State game that just got added to the schedule as well. But, Coach, uh, coming off a, a disappointing game uh, against uh, against Boise State, what's this week been like and what has these last few few days been like for you to try to regroup and get these guys back on track? Yeah, I mean, got some much-needed rest yeah. first and foremost. I mean, that was a hard-fought game uh, against Boise, and they, they obviously made the plays down the stretch to – you know, to secure a victory, and, and uh, we gave the guys off, you know, that Friday, and, uh, you know, going backwards into the Fresno game, that was another kind of knockdown, dragout game. We ended up getting back late that night, 4 a.m., uh, back on campus, and then that that Wednesday was kind of a light day and, and uh, recovery day, and then obviously had a quick turnaround for Boise on that Thursday, and, you uh, you know, I was really impressed with the way the guys prepared and, and played in that game. Uh, clearly, we had our chance to win. Didn't go our way. Uh, day after that, gave them a day off. Yeah. Uh, came back Saturday, practiced off again on Sunday, and then we practiced again today. So it's been, you know, it's been a time for us to kind of get our legs back, our, our minds right, and and, uh, and now get ready for a really good San Diego State team. You know, it's, it's always fun talking to coaches because – you know, we always think of coaches as X's and O's and, and, and intricate details, and that's very much true. But also you're part psychologist of a team yeah. as well. And and, and uh, you've got to handle prosperity and adversity throughout the course of a season. You mentioned in the postgame show there's there's a lot of seasons to a, se- to, to a basketball yeah, season. within a season. Within a season. Yeah. And uh, you're within a particular season right now and, and trying to shift to the next season. How is that? How is that process going? Yeah, it's going good. Yeah, it's going really well. I mean, our guys have you know the coolest thing for us is the attitudes are really strong, uh, positive attitudes in our locker room. They still there's still a belief. Um, you know, we've had some some bitter, disappointing games. You know, that have ended one possession. Has it, it had it gone the other direction? You know, you're feeling obviously a lot different. But this, we still have some of the same flaws, right? Yeah. And all teams have flaws. Um, but, you know, we're working on those now, and, uh, you know, we're trying to get a little bit better, trying to move the margins a little bit, you know, for us to put it in our favor. And, and we've got to make the big plays down the stretch in games to put us over the top, whether that's a defensive stop or, you know, a score when you desperately need it. The other element to that is, is uh, you know, some teams just kind of exude swagger, and, yeah. you know, and prosperity kind of seems to go their way. And it, it just feels like, and we talked about this with three-point shooting uh, a couple of games ago. It seems like when you get one, then the rest kind of seem to follow, and they, it kind of snowballs in that direction. Yeah. You just, it kind of feels like, man, you just need that one W uh, to kind of get that black cloud removed. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely. I mean, I think I think that's certainly you know the goals. We want yeah. to get the next one, whichever one that is, and that's obviously next for us is San Diego State. But we've just really focused on all right. What's the next the next right thing for us to do? And the guys fall right in line. I mean, they they really do a great job of preparing for practice, whether it's a film session or whatever it is. They're locked in to trying to get a little bit better. And they, like I said, the attitudes are great. You know, there's no doom and gloom you know, around our program right now, it's, it's, Hey, yeah, we're in a tough spot. You know, we've gotten off to a slow start, you know, in conference play and, and had our chances to win. It could be flipped, you know, Oh yeah. Uh, based on every game that we've played and, you know, but, there, but it's not. And so we have to be real with ourselves about why it's not that way. And, and the guys are really, really receptive and they're working really hard to try to earn the right to flip those games. Uh, the one thing, too, that I think has been really fun to watch with these guys, and and uh, I, I get a little bit of a behind-the-scenes look, but the element of positivity, the amount of leadership that you have on this team, uh, not all teams are like that. And yeah. uh, and it does seem like you've got a, a, high, high, a good dose of that. Yeah, no question. I mean, if you don't, you have no shot, right? Yeah, yeah. And I think that's the that's the biggest thing. And so we're, we're constantly – talking to our guys about hey it's it's going to happen it's not it's a matter of if it's a matter of when yeah. and the the surefire way of it not happening is having a, a a negative attitude right beginning to think less of yourself and your teammates and lack of trust lack, lack of coachability all of those things can derail the season and you know put you further into that you know wormhole that you don't want to be in our guys are nowhere, anywhere close to that. Yeah. And are, are all about the opposite of that, and it's all about, you know, looking out for one another, believing in oneself, and and uh, and continuing to work on the things that we need to work on within our practices to get us over the top. Well, there's an interesting thing, and and, and in no way am I making an excuse here for you, but um, COVID's created a lot of different aspects to to sports right now. In terms of, especially in the collegiate level, because, you know, some guys have to miss games and teams are working through that. But but one interesting part is it's added another year of eligibility for a lot of teams out there. Yeah. And and, and it's allowed teams to, uh, that have had experienced players, get even more experience. Sure. And, uh, and, and you're going up against, I mean, everybody's dealing with it, but, but there's a lot of really good teams. I mean, you go across the Mountain West Conference, we were talking about the fact that your team's on a four-game losing skid. But your net numbers and your Ken Palm numbers have, haven't really moved at all because yeah, the teams points. you're playing are really yeah. good. Yeah, no question. I mean, the, the, the last four games that we've played, you know, been against you know the best teams so far in our conference. You know, at two on the road, Colorado State, uh, Fresno State, and then you know now two at home with you know uh, San Diego State and um, and Boise. Um, all all have one thing in common too. All really good on defense. Yeah, uh, they're they're all excellent, you know, on the defensive side of the ball. And Colorado State, obviously, you know, a little bit more of an offensive team than the other three, but um, they're tough to beat. Is there one thing that is is it the defensive or the physicality? Is there? I mean, you knew this was a really good conference. Yeah. Was there anything that has jumped out to you about being in the Mountain West Conference? That not, I don't want to say you're surprised by it, but like, wow, these guys really dig Yeah, in I mean, there. I think the depth within our conference is really, you know, that's the biggest thing right now. Yeah. It's like certainly at the top, um, you know, really good teams, you know, one through, you know, seven to eight. And then the others right now, we're one of those others that are right there, 
you know, that could beat you on any given night. I mean, New Mexico goes to Wyoming, who's undefeated, and it's a two-point game. Yeah. You know, we're playing Boise. You know, we're up on Boise and Wyoming and could have finished both of those games. Um, we're up at Fresno, um, you know, who's a top 50, 50 team right now. So, you know, Nevada's, you know, just, just took care of Fresno the very next game. So, I mean, night in and night out in our conference, I think the depth is, is what's, you know, really recognizable. And I think around the country people recognize how, yeah. you know, how strong it is this, this particular season. And, and, you know, you'd like to hope that we'd get four teams in the NCAA tournament this year, which would be amazing. Maybe it'll end up being three because we beat one another too much, you yeah. know, to make that happen. Cannibalistic, yeah. Yeah, but, um, you know, we'll kind of see how it plays out. But I, I do know that I'm confident in our team. And, uh, you know, certainly there's no give in us right now. Like, we believe that we, we should be a factor in this thing. There was a year, I'm trying to remember, I think it was like 14 or 15 when uh, the Mountain West got like five teams in. And, yeah. and, and it kind of feels like it's one of those yeah. years where guys are just feasting off each other's net numbers and yeah. everybody's just kind of uh, high tide lifts all boats for sure. Yeah, no question. And and so, we you know, we've got to start. we got to get, it, get yeah. it going now, you know, to try to reenter this mix. But – you know, it starts Wednesday night at home. Well, let's talk about the San Diego State team. I and mean, you and I are just looking at the Aztecs, and uh, they're taking on UNLV right now. But, uh, you know, San Diego State was uh, obviously the defending champs. Utah State and San Diego State have played each other three times, uh, consecutive or three consecutive years in the uh, Mountain West Conference title game, certainly loaded with talent. And then you had a Boise State team that went down there and, and – and yeah, battle like crazy with these guys. So yeah. I mean, it's it's a, it'll probably be another one of those right down to the wire type of games. Yeah, no question. I mean, San Diego State's excellent this season. Their defense third in the country right now, in, in terms of defensive uh, efficiency, um, they they switch a lot. Uh, they they stay in front of you. They're very physical. They can test the rim at a really high level. So when you drive in there, there's nothing easy. Um, and then they get out to shooters. They run you off the line and run you back into another big body. Yeah. And so it's you got we have to be ready for a physical fight. Uh, but at the same time, we've got to use their aggressiveness against them and try to get them up in the air and kick it out and, and get them chasing us, you know, a little more than we have against some of the other teams we've played recently. I always love picking your brain from just a basketball philosophical standpoint, but that Boise State, San Diego State was 42 to 37. Yeah, I mean, crazy I mean, game. I mean, you played a 49-47 game against we Air did. Force. Uh, you know, these score, does it feel like scoring's down, or is it just how defense is in the Mountain West right now? Yeah, I mean, I think the physicality, the, the ability to switch, you know, yeah. can be a problem. It takes away a lot of stuff, you know, when yeah. you're able to, when you have uh, guys that are similar size, Right, and you look at their t- their roster and their team out there. They have a lot of guys that are of similar size. So, if you and I are playing offense together and they're on defense, well, it doesn't matter who's guarding Scotty G and who's guarding Ryan. Like they'll just switch it and yeah. stay right in front of you. And when you're able to do that, then when you do get beat, if you have guys around the rim that are athletic and can contest near the rim, then it really can help your defense. And I think that's where San Diego State really excels is they've got really good athletes that are well connected they've done a great job of coaching them and they really guard you at the rim and the three and they force you into these mid-range shots that you know while they're still worth two are hard yeah and um and then you know offensively they're you know they've had some games where they've broken out like like the colorado state game uh and scored a ton but then they've also had some games like they had against boise where it's just been a, a chore you know to get baskets and so you know 
we'll see. We'll kind of see what we'll see what we see on on uh, in the spectrum on Wednesday night, but. We've got to put them in some tough spots. Overall, the trajectory of your defense seems like it's. I mean, getting and, better. And again, you can, pick, you know, nitpick a couple of things, but I think yeah. overall the trajectory seems to be good defensively for your team. Yeah, no question. The turnovers have been down. You know, minus that Fresno State game, offensive rebounding, we've gotten a little bit better. Uh, you know, the Boise game, obviously they they kind of dominated the offensive glass on us. They had one guy really, you know, impact the game in a really positive way. Yeah, had we been able to keep him ha- half of those numbers, you know, we'd probably get a win. Um, but, you know, you live and learn, and, and we've got to get a little bit better in that area. Does that mean we have to, you know, put a few bigger guys out there on the court, you know, together at, at times probably? Uh, but also, you know, the guys that are in there, got to do a, we've got to do a better job too, you know, the technique of how yeah. we do it. Uh, so we've been working on all of those things, you know, since that game. We're uh, just getting started. Coming up next, if you've got a question for Coach, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, we'll turn the mic around. You get tired of me running my mouth. We can, uh, you can ask questions as well. Also, we'll take a closer look at the San Diego State team and also peek ahead a little bit to uh, what's coming up uh, this weekend as well as Utah State's got, uh, again, San Diego State and then a trip to Nevada to take on uh, the Wolfpack coming up this weekend. And then coming up a little bit later on in the show, Trevin Dorius will join us. Looking forward to chat with him as well. It's all straight ahead. You're listening to Aggie Basketball from Learfield. Welcome on back. You're listening to the Ryan Odom Coaches Show right here on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield. Utah State's got two games coming up this week, uh, San Diego State on Wednesday and then on Saturday. Team hits the road. They'll uh, be in Reno to take on the Wolfpack and uh, Nevada coming up on Saturday. So two big games, and uh, i tell you what, uh, you get done with one big game and you get rewarded with another one. It just, yeah. it just keeps on it, coming. That's how it goes. That's how our conference is this year, and, and that's what you want. You want to play in big games. Uh, before we uh, get to your questions, uh, there was an announcement earlier today by the Mountain West Conference office. Uh, you lost the game against San Jose State that was originally scheduled for January 1st. Uh, that has now been rescheduled. It'll be coming up on uh, next uh, a week from Thursday. So on February 3rd, San Jose State. So you'll have Air Force at home on Tuesday, San Jose State home on Thursday, and then Saturday, UNLV in Logan. So you've got three games in five days, but all three at home. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah, that's huge. We're glad that that we were able to reschedule that one, and the conference office in San Jose was able to make it work. We appreciate them doing that. Uh, COVID's tough. You know, obviously we've had some teams that have had some extended pauses. San Diego State's one that's just coming off of a pause. Uh, they've only played three games yeah. at this point. This is their fourth game, and so they're having to, you know, play three games in six days or five days, whatever it is, and uh, it's just part of it. And, uh, you know, we experienced that last week, and, you know, we felt it. Uh, this will be a little bit different because we'll be, we'll be at home, so that'll be better. Yeah, certainly uh, three games in five days kind of has the feel of a conference tournament almost. Yeah. But to be all in one location and not have yeah. to – jump to a bunch of flights and things like that. And our guys have that experience from Myrtle Beach as well. Yeah, you know, that's true. You're, you're playing back-to-back games, and you have a day in between, and then we played Oklahoma. And, and so our guys have experienced that quick turnaround, and it's certainly helpful um, for sure. Are you at a point in the season where, um, you know, it's grind, and, you know, we're not quite to the dog days of February yet, but – where you really take a close eye and alter how long you're working them and, and things like that. Yeah, we really have to be mindful of that, and that's where Jimmy and Leah come in. Yeah. You know, for me, they, you know, more so Jimmy, you know, based on just the, the, the physical fitness and what they need. 
Uh, and then Leah, obviously, from an injury perspective, you know, certain guys can, you know, do more. Certain guys need uh, breaks in practice or, or even not practicing. You know, we've had that this year where guys just, you know, they need to be ready for the game. Um, so, uh, yeah, we're having to back it off a little bit. Day before the game, you know, we won't go more than an hour and ten, ten minutes, you know. Yeah. Uh, gotta, you know, that doesn't include film and things like that. But, um, you know, we try to get them in and out of there best we can well if you got a question uh we'd love to hear from you uh go ahead sir here in the back hey, coach. Uh, uh hold on a sec keep good. talking there we go all right uh with the number of close games that the aggies have, have lost this season what's your approach and philosophy to approaching those games you know keeping there's definitely a fight with the team so just curious about how you message that and what's your approach to those kind of close games? Yeah, I mean, no doubt. I mean, we're in this moment. We're in a season within a season, you know, as we talked about, you know, with the team, you know, but also here with Scotty G. It's, it's um, you know, it's a, 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 a season of adversity right now for us. And, you know, how do you respond to that? Well, you respond by hitting it head on. And you try to figure out, like, where, where are the, the things that we can move the margins a little bit, especially when you're losing close games. How can we, you know, on defense, impact things in a positive way? Offensively, how can we get a little bit cleaner looks, you know, for our guys? And you really have, we really have to look ourselves in the mirror about the shots that we're getting and how people are playing us. You know, as, as, as the season wears on, you know, uh, you begin to settle into, all right, well, this is how we play. But then teams begin to try to take it away, right? And, and I think that's where we're at right now. Obviously, we've had some personnel changes, you know, that have impacted things, um, you know, in terms of cohesion. Uh, you know, you take Brock, Brock Miller out after Christmas, that changes things, you know, because we prepped for, you know, an entire fall and then all the way up until Christmas with him. Um, and then you have, you know, obviously Ryland's been in and out. You know, we've had some, some injuries there. Uh, we've had, you know, Justin, you know, been – bothered by an ankle injury in that one little stretch and thankfully his he's feeling better now and so all of those things kind of factor in rj misses two games um sean doesn't start the season but now is is in the lineup in the starting lineup and a big you know piece you know to the puzzle you know for us and so you know all of those things add up to we've got to make the pieces fit a little bit better and I think that's where we're at right now, and that's what we're working on. Um, if you get discouraged and you, you, you uh, don't continue to fight, uh, you know what the, what the answer is going to be. It's going to be more L's. And, you know, for us, that's not even, it's not even a question. You know, it's we're fighting. We're in this thing together. We're going to have a great attitude. And it will turn when it's supposed to turn. And we can't necessarily decide when that's going to happen. But we've, what, we ha what we do have control over is how we work every single day to, to be ready for that moment when it does. That uh, opens up the mic. If uh, somebody else has a question, just raise your hand. We'd love to hear from you as well. Uh, Utah State and uh, coming up with a, a big one. Um, <laughs> all right, so this is coming from the, uh, the old Facebook page. Again, okay. big thanks, everybody, who's joining yeah. us on Facebook. Um, I'm, I'm just going to ask this, and then you can answer any way you'd like to, okay? <laughs> uh, I would like to ask, uh, 
it seems like the officiating, uh, I'm not going to use the words they use, uh, seems to be going against Utah <laughs> no. State this season. How do you deal with the frustration of seemingly you can't seem to get a call go your way? My wife says not very well, <laughs> to answer your question. Um, yeah, I mean, typically I don't um, react much to officiating. Um, when I get out of sorts, you know, sometimes, you know, I'm not – I don't feel I'm as good for my team when I get out of sorts. And so I try not to do that, you know, with all my heart. But then there are just certain times, all coaches, players, whatever, it's like you get irritated with something and you you have a perception of a call, right? And you look at it and you say, hey, this, this should be uh, this call, and you don't get it. It can be frustrating. And we understand that. It's just part of the game, though. And so that was one of the things that we told the team after the game was we control things, all right? We can't – like the refs don't control whether we win or lose, right? The other team has a say in it. The other coaching staff has a say in it. But we we decide what happens with our play. And they're winning – like we showed them film after the game of they're winning plays to be had out there. We've just got to make them. And so we go through there and we show them film of, hey, here's an opportunity to make a winning play. We didn't do it on this one. That's where you change the margins a little bit. And so it's just being more consistent with it. And I think that's why our defense is improving. Um, Offensively, the shots aren't going in right now, right? And so what are we going to do to stay in games? Well, the guys are guarding better. Yeah, you know now they're more in, in, they're more focused on that because the shots aren't going in, so they better or else there's going to be major separation between the two teams, and so that's a positive thing for us that we could lean on down the down the line. But officiating is a tough thing; it's hard for fans to understand. It's certainly hard for coaches to understand. But you know, I, I think what I will tell you is when there are calls, as we go back and watch it on film and see it, um, and there are incorrect calls. Well, we turn those in. I was going to ask you yeah. that, what that process is like. Yeah, we turn those. There's a coordinator of officials, and and there's obviously a, a they have an officiating consortium, and, and they send us officials every game um, that are in that consortium. Uh, but at the end of a game, we, we, we can grade them and send in clips of plays that, that – you know, were incorrect in the game. I mean, like the walk, right? I yeah. mean, it wasn't hard to tell that that was a walk. They just missed it. And they didn't want to miss it, but they did. And so it's easy for us to send that in and say, look, that's, you know, this is an incorrect play here. And, you know, they go back through it, and then they send it on to the, the guys that officiated the game. And so they see, you know, much like we grade ourselves after a game, the officials are getting graded too. Yeah. And so if they continue to make – you know, mistakes after mistake after mistake. When it's time for conference tournament, when it's time for NCAA tournament or NIT, they're not advancing, all right, because they have a record of missing plays. There was a, uh, and you don't need to confirm individual calls or anything like that. Yeah. But do you get a response back that says, "Oh yeah, yeah that was." Oh, absolutely. That one, so. Yeah, they'll go through the whole thing, and if we if we send in 15 clips that we feel were incorrectly called or we just want a, a, a clarification on why it was called this way then we get a response back in, in a very positive way you know they just tell us here this is a this is a play on should have been a no call this is a clear you know walk you know this is a clear foul he dislodged him um, this was called a charge probably was a block you know tough one you know yeah. it's a 50 50 call 
And so you get an answer there, but, you know, you also, um, you know, not that it, it, it doesn't make you feel good, you know, yeah. afterwards, you know, after the if fact. If anything, it may, may make you feel worse. <laughs> yeah, like. <laughs> but, I mean, it is part of it. Some coaches won't send it in at all. But yeah. I do think it's important to do that because, you know, the, they're trying to grow too as officials. They're trying to get better. And so, we, you know, it's our responsibility as coaching, coaches to help them do that too. One thing, too, that uh, a lot of people think that there's – Mountain West officials and Pac-12 officials. Yeah. It's actually a Western consortium. Yeah, exactly. Um, because, you know, if you – and I'm not bringing this in light, but if anybody watched the video of the Bobby Hurley thing the other night, yeah. that's a guy that's been in Logan a ton of times. Yeah, no question. And so so these are officials that are working a bunch of different conferences. Yeah. It's not conference-specific Yeah, officials. no question. They, they work across the board in different conferences. And so, you know, they try not to send you the same guys night after night. Yeah. Try to keep it fresh, and so that way you got access to a bunch of different guys. So that way, when you get to conference tournament, you've seen everybody at that point, and you're not going to feel a certain way, you know, going in. I don't want to belabor the point here too much, but uh, what was is it been kind of? I mean, obviously, Coach Dixon knows a lot of these guys, but yeah. are you meeting a lot of these guys for the first time? Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, obviously, I'm familiar with a ton of guys on the East Coast, yeah. you know, without a doubt. I mean, because I was an assistant in the ACC for seven years. So I ran, I got to know all the guys, you know, you stand there and, ha you know, yeah. while the timeouts are happening and you're chopping it up before the game because you're out there, you know, at, at warm-ups and stuff. But, yeah, no doubt that I know more um, out east than here, but that's not a factor. Like, I'm not going to allow no. that to get in my head, you know, uh, in terms of, you know, we're not getting a good good whistle because I'm from the east. No, I'm, that's just out of <laughs> no, I my know. own curiosity. I know. Yeah, there. yeah. Um, all right, uh, another question rolling in from the Facebook page as well, and I think this is interesting. Um, people are always kind of curious about the other part of your job is yeah. recruiting. Yeah. Is there any of that going on during this time of year? No question. Um, yeah. and, and trying to project what your roster could – I mean, I know that's a hard thing to do. Yeah, well. it's harder and harder every year nowadays the way the, the transfer portal is and, and just, you know, the ability to move around easier in our sport. And I'm talking about the student-athletes. Um, so it does make it difficult, you know, to kind of project, you know, four years from now, right? Um, but for us, it's all about acquiring talent that fits our university, that fits our culture, that can help us win championships here. And so we're constantly recruiting. If you're not, it's like shaving, right? If yeah. you don't shave, all right, it's you're going to look, you know, unless you keep it tight, maybe uh, there's a lot of beards out yeah, here, no, right? Beards I mean, are in, but, beards but they're, are well, in. they're well groomed beards. But if you let it go, you yeah. know, it can be a wreck. And so recruiting's like shaving. You got to, you got to stay on it. And, uh, and we, we, we do that, you know, within our staff, um, you know, we want to make sure that we're finding the right, right guys that'll fit, you know, our culture and, and then our needs, right? Because every year brings a new need. Yeah. We're going to be losing, you know, Brandon potentially being, uh, you know, this coming year that we know about, you know, and then we'll see kind of how the roster shapes up, you know, by the end of the season, um, you know, who's who's going to be back and who's not. And, um, you know, uh, we'll, we'll begin to fill those holes. And obviously we've signed one already that's coming back from a mission now in Mason. Yes, uh, that's true. And I think a lot of people have forgotten about that young man, yeah. but he should be a big addition for this team. You look at, uh, you look at San Diego State a little bit in uh, preparation for the game coming up on Wednesday. And I know they were able to snag. Speaking of the transfer portal, uh, a really good porter, a uh, really good player, and Matt Bradley. Yeah. Uh, what jumps out at you when you watch him on film? He's just a scorer. 
Yeah, he's a very confident scorer. He's lefty. Um, you know, they, they, they flash him right up into the middle of the court, right near the three-point line, maybe just inside, you know, right by the free-throw line, and he's just deadly right there. Um, he's got the ability to drive to the basket and score at the rim. He's got the ability to beat you from three on step-back shots like, like James Harden. Um, he's just an aggressive scorer. Um, and so we've got to get him to some sticky situations. We've got to get help there to him. We can't just have one guy guard him the whole game. We've got to send multiple guys at him. And then, you know, uh, not l- allow him to be a facilitator either. Help, but also be able to get back to the other guys so that we can shrink it and get back to block out when the shots do go up. Um, you know, he's, he's an excellent player, uh, but we've guarded some really good ones, you know, over the course of this season. And so I think in the preparation, you know, our guys will be, be ready. And we talk about experience. Uh, you know, you go down the list and I've They're called – They're all seniors. I was I've looking called, at it the other day. I know. I've called a lot of Utah State-San Diego State game. Adam Seiko's been there forever. Yeah. A rope's been there forever. Mentz has been there forever. Polium's been there yeah. forever. I mean – these guys are well versed in this rivalry. Yeah, no question. And they're they're excellent players and now they're kind of stepping to the forefront, right, as yeah. primary guys and uh, and they've added some some guys like Bradley that, that have really helped, you know, uh, their team. But uh, it it's gonna be a war, we know that. Uh, they're really well coached, you know, they expect to win, they have tradition and uh, but our guys do as well and uh, you know, it's gonna be an exciting game. Take a break for a second. Come back. We're going to hear from Trevin Dorius. Give Coach a break to go grab a bite to eat. We're live here at Old Chicago. Love for you to come by and hang out with us as well. Uh, we do it. And remember, new time every Monday at 7 o'clock. So make sure to make, uh, if you can't make it down here today, put it on your calendar to join us every Monday at 7. You'll hear from Trevin Dorius next. You're listening to Aggie Basketball from Learfield. Welcome on back. You're listening to the Ryan Odom Coaches Show. Part of the conversation, we get a chat, uh, chance to chat with some of the student-athletes. And Trevin Dory is kind enough to join us once again. I think this is your second appearance on the show. How you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good. All right. Hey, you know what? So you're one of my favorites to chat with because, I mean, you, you, you've got an incredible story. And uh, you were a walk-on with Coach Durier, correct? Mm-hmm. You go on a mission. There's the coaching change. And you come back, and you're not quite sure – what your future holds. What was that? Kind of take us back memory lane a little bit. Uh, all right. Um, yeah, so that was wild. Um, and before I get into this, I'd really like to give a shout-out to Tim Durier for giving me a shot up here. You know, I'd want that to go yeah. recognized first. Okay. Coach is the best. Coach, coaches are the best, yeah. yeah. Anyways, so I get back from my mission. There's a new coaching staff, and the last six months of my mission, I'm getting all these, like, newspaper clippings and videos and pictures of Nimi. And just like, so this is the kid that is playing center at Utah State. Yeah. Um, he's putting up 10 points a game, 10 boards, uh, three blocks. And like the whole time I'm getting ready to come home, is like, you know, the arrogance of a 20-year-old is like, yeah, I can do that. Like, yeah. How hard can it how be? How hard is this? I'm going to come back in. Uh, I'm going to claim my spot, and we're just going to hit the ground running. Um, come in, meet Nimi. He's an amazing ball player. Um 
in the kindest way possible, puts me in my place, reminds me of the pecking order, and then we're just, at that point, um, at that point, you know, you just kind of fit into a, a program, you know, under Coach Smith. Um, and, you know, I had, had a lot of fun. Um, it was hard. Um, but I think I made a lot of progress working with that coaching staff and especially working with someone as skilled and talented as Nimi. So I thought that was super helpful. Well, and I think that's that's ultimately you get all the coaching and all the all the great advice and, and, and all the, the development. But at the end of the day, those individual battles in practice, i got to imagine, help make you as good of a player as you possibly could be going up against that, that dude. Oh, absolutely, especially this year when it feels like the Mountain West Conference, like all these great teams are yeah. – they're, they operate through their big guys, you know, their offense. Um, their big guys are getting touches every possession, multiple touches. And so all the last two years have really um, taught me some tricks of the trade, if you want to put it that way, of what you can do to at least slow down a guy like that. Well, I remember talking to the, uh, you know, Coach Smith staff, and, and they – because I when I started, uh, you were, it was your first year on your mission for mm-hmm. Coach Dries last year, and then uh, – and then you're out for Coach Smith's first year as well, and and uh, I'd heard about you, and then uh, I remember talking to Coach Smith, and he said, "Well, you know, we weren't really sure what we had. Then we got him, and we're like, hey, this guy, this guy, this guy's got a chance. This guy's really good.' And so I knew the excitement. You made an impression really quickly on that stuff. Yeah, I feel like I was just kind of a blessing that was laid on their doorstep. Yeah, exactly. You know? Like <laughs> they didn't really, they didn't know me. They didn't recruit me. I was just like, hey, I'm gonna come play for you. Yeah. Um, if you'll have me. Um, and so I don't know if that helped or hurt me coming in here, but I do know that when I showed up, they were that's kind of what he told me when I um, first met with Coach Smith that first day. He's like, hey, we've, we've seen a little bit on you. We've watched a little bit of film. We've read the reports that the previous coaching staff left, and we talked with the players, and that's all we know. Um, we developed big guys, and they showed me clips of Nimi, and then they're like, we're, we're excited to have you here, and whatever you can offer. And I think I think uh, that kind of environment really helped me because there weren't really expectations of, like, me coming in and, like, being some big name that they thankfully recruited. It was just like, it was just like I got I to gotta play like me, you know? Yeah. And I thought that was, that was helpful. So what has the adjustment been like from last year going into this year with an expanded role that you've had? I mean, personally, I love it. Um, <laughs> it's been a lot of fun this year. Yeah. Um, I feel like... Just being able to contribute to a team, um, you know, obviously we've had kind of a, a slow middle ground, but the beginning part we came out and we beat some good teams pretty early on. And um, making that transition wasn't as wasn't as tough as, as I thought it might be um, with all the new guys and the new coaching staff. Um, but it's been, it's been fun and I'm excited to keep it going. You've, as you mentioned, you battled some big, uh, some really good bigs. Yeah. You know, EK and and Armas from Boise State. I mean, these guys are really, really good. And and there's been moments where you can tell a guy starts to get hot, and coach will look to the bench and go, Trevin, go in there and uh, let's uh, let's slow these dudes down. Do you enjoy that role that you've had, using your size and your ability to try to really create some problems for guys? It's exciting, like definitely, definitely, because you start seeing it too when you're sitting there. You're like, oh, like. He's putting in work, and then I see that I look from coach, and we make that eye contact, <laughs> and we we have a special connection there. Um, <laughs> and there's like a little bit of there's like a little bit of pressure with that yeah. too. It's like, hey, we're um, we're gonna put you in right now. Your role is defensively to stop that guy that's yeah. causing us a lot of a lot of trouble right now. Um, 
but you know, I, I, I personally, I love it. You know, it's like, it's like giving it a purpose. You're like, that's my goal. Like I'm going to, I'm going to stop that guy. Um, and everything else will just sort of fall into place after. So, uh, I was in the uh, COVID penalty box. I was not at New Mexico. So, but I wanted to talk to you about this and I know this is a couple weeks ago, so it's a little bit in the rear view mirror, but one of my favorite moments of this entire season has been, um, the moment when Rylan goes down and, uh, and, and they get a pick, whoever gets to shoot free throws and they go, we want that guy. There was no hesitation. I know. At not, least, not at all. At they weren't like, I think don't a know. Bit. Like they're all pretty good, but they're like, hands down. Dorius 32. I want him. And that was, I think you were down one at the, at the point or, or it was tied. I mean, it was, uh, I mean, it was a close neck and neck battle. It was a nail biter. Yeah. And you calmly go up there, bam, bam, sink them both. Like what's going through your mind at that point? Cause coach said, uh, he goes, yeah, we didn't have any question. I told, yeah. told him, he goes, you're going to knock both of them down. Don't you worry about it. Um, yeah. So, you know, as uh, fortunate enough as it was, um, a few weeks earlier, I was sitting down with the coaches and we're just like, there's some things that, you know, you can control as a player, you know, um, it just, they come with reps, you know, and they were talking about how I was a rep guy. And so one of the things that we had talked about in those meetings is just like, get in the, get in the gym before and after shoot 10, 20, whatever, however many free throws you feel like you need to do to feel comfortable for the next day. It was always about shooting enough to feel comfortable. Yeah. And so that's what I've been doing for last month or so. And then we get into the game and I was like, I was like, I'm comfortable. Like, I'm going to I'm gonna knock these down. There's there's no doubt in my mind that these are going to go down. So, you know, you got to give it to the coaching staff. I think they helped me through that one. And then the other thing is, you know, Rylan, Rylan got hit pretty hard in that play. I don't know if you remember that. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Obviously, he went out. And I was like, I'm doing it for Rylan, you know? I was like, <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'm going to throw him a bone on this one. Because he, he would make these. So I might as well, might as well do him justice. There you go. Yeah. I like that. Uh, San Diego State. Uh, this the two these two schools have had some epic battles over the last several years uh how excited are you for this game coming up on wednesday oh i'm very excited um i don't know if they view us the same way we view them but i mean over the last two years there's kind of been this rivalry between us you know my two years ago we lost to them twice and then beat them in the conference championship and then last year we beat them twice regular season and then lost to them in the conference championship like i'm excited for a rematch as far as i'm concerned we're neck and neck um they're not any better than us and we're not a whole lot better than them, so the margins the margin of winning this game is gonna be pretty small. I'm excited for that. What does this team need to do to make those plays down the stretch in a close game and, and, and come away with some W's here? You know, I wish there was a just a, like a, a fix, you yeah. know, because we hopefully would have implemented that four or five games ago. But uh, that is kind of a dumb question. <laughs> I'll own that one, folks. That's on me. <laughs> but uh, you know, we've been we've been talking a lot about it over the last. I don't know, last week or so of really dictating our offense on our own terms. Yeah. Um, we get sped up or slowed down by how the opponents are playing us. And, you know, we're good. We're talented. We're, we're deep as far as talent goes on our team. And the more that we've been working on that, um, not getting nervous when the shot clock hits 15 or even 10, you know, we got time. 10 seconds is a lot of time when you're just, when you're just running and flowing. So that's one of the things we've been focusing on is just flowing and not settling for a shot that we wouldn't take to get our shots because we're good enough for that. What aspect of your game do you do you anticipate improving and getting better on throughout the uh, remainder of your career at Utah State? So definitely first and foremost, especially with my role this year, I feel like defensively um, 
I'm going to be like, that's what I want to work on most. Yeah. I want to, I want to be able to have other teams scouting and be like, all right, there's a rim defender that we have to really, we have to really plan out, um, you know, make them shoot more threes. Um, and then with that being said, um, being able to make the right plays um, when I do get the ball in the post or a little bit further out, you know, to just um, be able to see the whole floor, see who's open, draw in defenders, kick it out, um, be able to relocate, draw in two guys, and then, you know, when the shot goes up, be able to pull in as many of those misses as I can. So that's kind of the game plan right now for the rest of this year and the year to come. Well, appreciate it, man. Always Absolutely. a pleasure. Thank you. That's Trevin Dorius, folks, as we uh, continue on with the Coach Odom uh, Coaching Show. Coming up next, uh, final segment, we'll get some keys to the game, what Coach needs to see against San Diego State. Also, maybe some injury updates as well. It's all straight ahead. You're listening to the Ryan Odom Coaches Show from Learfield. All right, welcome back. Final segment of the show. You're listening to the Ryan Odom Coaches Show as Utah State gets set for a showdown against San Diego State. Uh, we're just watching uh, San Diego State and UNLV and Aztecs starting to run away and hide a little bit, leading 42-23 to 23 at the half against the Rebels. So, Coach, before we get to the the game, uh, any injury updates? Rylan, you know, how, how guys are looking? Rylan uh, <clears throat> is feeling a little bit better. Uh, still not going to be ready for this one. Um, Probably not for the next one either. Not quite sure on that one just yet. But um, hopefully we can get him back into the concussion protocol. Like yeah. once that five days begins, and then we'll just kind of play it out from there. But, um, you know, he's not in practice. He's not, um, you know, he, he's he's trying to just lay low right now. Yeah. But he does meet with Leah every day. So hopefully we, we make, continue to make some progress. He has made progress um, since the injury. So that's a good thing. Um, Brock still kind of in the same situation yeah. at this point and, and uh, hoping to begin to get him in some workouts, some individual workouts, you know, here coming up in the next week or two. Um, see how that shakes out. But other than that, you know, the other guys are, you know, in good position here other than some minor, you know, Z got hit in the mouth today and had to have a few stitches in his mouth and, and uh, other than the normal injuries that you have. But so those concussions are no joke. You know, concussions you are no those. joke. Yeah. He's had a couple, you know, during his career. So, you know, we really want to be careful with that and uh, and make sure that he's right, you know, to come back. Um, but, you know, RJ, Max, you know, Steven, Sean, uh, Z, you know, all those guys, you know, have got to be ready to go. Against San Diego State, what do you need to see? We're obviously watching a really athletic, um, uh, really in defensively minded team what do you need to what do you need to do against a team like yeah that? I mean I think first and foremost we've got to make it difficult on them yeah. we've got to guard them um, you know I think I think that's the the first thing you know making it hard on Bradley blocking them out you know that's going to be a key and then offensively we cannot allow our offense to ignite their offense um, go back and, and look at the Colorado State game Colorado State averages about nine turnovers a game they had 17 in that game and so another, 
you know, seven, eight opportunities, you know, the other direction is not a good thing. You know, pick sixes, like we like to call them, uh, will not be good for our team. And so part of that is spacing. Part of that is being really strong with the ball. Part of that is recognizing how they're helping. Are they early helping on, on off the corners? Are they? We know they're going to help at the rim. They're going to come over. And so are we, are we forcing shots at the rim? Or are we really disciplined when we drive in there? Are we shot faking and getting it out of there in a proper fashion to where we get some cleaner looks? And so the cleaner we can play offensively, that's going to help our defense. Um, attacking their switches and, and not getting focused on told the team today like they can switch all they want um and, and there are certain games where teams will switch and you'll say well there's an advantage right there well when when these guys switch there are not many advantages out there and so it's not going to be like oh i'm going to take mensa off yeah. the dribble like mensa can guard yeah. one through five and so it's going to be about us moving it quicker and making them chase us as opposed to hey we want to attack this specific guy well, Coach, we'll chat uh, on pregame, counting you down to tip-off. But thanks so much for stopping by. It's a lot of fun. Yes, thanks. There you go. The Ryan Odom Coaching Show. Big thanks to Old Chicago, as always, for hosting. Be back here next Monday. Again, games this week. You got San Diego State on Wednesday, Nevada on Saturday. And you'll hear it all right here on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield.